0: Listener
1: production. Welcome to Footy Talk for the Saturday, second of September, 2023. We'll be chatting AFLW, which kicked off last night. The D's getting the better of the Pies, and we'll be looking forward to the rest of the AFLW round. We'll be talking about trade, player movement. A Radagalia. where's he going? Where's Ben McKay going? Where's Brody Grundy going? Where's Jack Silvani going? Plus, we look at the top 10 funny stories from the 2023 season. Welcome to your Daily Dose of Footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. This is a Footy Talk with myself,
0: Limo and Jack Heverin. Good morning, mate. Hello, Limo. Good to see you. It's a bit weird this weekend with no uh, men's footy. It's obviously AFLW, but how are you going to spend your weekend? It is indeed. I went
1: instinctively to check scores last <laughs> night and I went, oh, that's it's the buy round, isn't it? Before yeah. the final start. But of course, the AFLW kicked off. You were there. Uh, let's talk through it step by step. How was the crowd, for starters?
0: Good. I, a little over 8,000 was the yeah. official crowd. Um, I think it's not an easy place to get to, Icon Park. It's a Friday night. Yeah. Um, it was a bit cold, so you can make all the excuses. It, sure. But it was a good crowd. Everyone who was there was engaged. They were keen to be there, and, and that's and lots of kids, which is the main thing.
1: Great. That's what we do love to see, absolutely. And uh, But the Ds were just too good, weren't they?
0: Not early on. Collingwood led by eight points at halftime, and we're in the commentary box thinking, oh, hang on a second here. Like Melbourne, had the reigning premiers, they, they are fantastic. They had 19 of their 21 mm. premiership players playing, but they took over in that third quarter, Limo. They kicked five goals. They kicked another four in the last quarter, and Collingwood were nowhere in the second half. So I think we saw... Maybe a bit of a slow start, maybe a, a slight premiership hangover. You know, you just wake up yeah, a little yeah. bit dusty. <laughs> yes. They had a power Melbourne. They right. went and had a subway,
1: and in the second half, they were much better. Right. A uh, What do you call it? A bloody Mary with breakfast. That, <laughs> that gets me through when I'm feeling a bit dusty. Often we see this with good teams, though, don't we? Where they just hang with the opposition for a while, and then they just decide, all right, I'm going to win this now. I think back in the day, Geelong were a classic for this. Yeah. Through their power period. Often they'd be e- equal with the team at three-quarter time. you think, gee, the Cats are in trouble here, and then they just put on the afterburners.
0: Yeah, and I think one of Melbourne's biggest strengths is how deep they are in the midfield. So most AFLW mm. teams have got two or three really gun midfielders, and then they start to bring the, the wingers and the half-forwards in to, to clog it up a bit and to try and get a bit of rotation through it. Melbourne have got seven or eight class midfielders, and that showed in the second half. They take a Tyler Hanks out, put an Olivia Purcell in, and it made no difference whatsoever.
1: And are we at the stage now with the AFLW where we're starting to see players come through who've never had a break in their AFL career? So the skill level would naturally be increasing in the game with players who have just played consistently since they were Six, seven, eight, nine years old.
0: Yeah. So now they come through the pathways, don't they? Yeah. It's no different to a young boy coming through, plays junior footy, and then goes to the, uh, well, the NAB League. It used to be the TAC Cup or whatever it is. Mm. Those same pathways now exist for the girls. So you see them kick left or right. They handball left or right. They don't U-turn back into traffic. All the things that, as young footy players, you're taught to do. These girls know how to do that now. We're eight seasons in. And I think we are really starting to see the ball movement and the smarts. And are the Ds the clear favourites this year? I think so, yeah. yeah. I th- Brisbane are still going to be very good, and we'll get a look at them uh, this weekend. They're playing tomorrow against Richmond. I think Adelaide are always around the mark mm. as well. But, Giotto, based on what I saw last night, that might be the best quarter of footy that we'll see all year in that third quarter last night. Uh, what about my Hawks? How are they looking? better better <laughs> right. in Jasmine Fleming you trust yeah, I do indeed I think she
1: is a future star well she's a current star
0: of the game but yep. she has got a big career ahead of her yeah I think they'll be they'll get the first year out of the way they were very very young last year so mm. they'll be better for the experience I give them a chance against the bombers tonight in Frankston I think they'll be don't go out in Frankston after the game. Obviously, just get in your car and go straight home. But I think there'll be a good chance to, uh, to put in a good showing. I reckon. Get public transport to the game or drive? No. What's your advice? Drive. Drive. Drive an armoured
1: vehicle. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what have we got today? We've got Carlton Gold Coast back at Icon Park today at 1 o'clock. Who's going to win that one? Uh, oh, Gold Coast, I reckon. Just. Okay. Uh, Norwood Oval. Uh, which we saw during the gather round, which was great to see footy at Norwood Oval. Uh, Adelaide and Port are playing there today. It's the,
0: uh, not the derby, the showdown. showdown. They've recruited a few too, Port Adelaide. They've got mm. a couple of Adelaide's best players to come across. They think they're half a chance, but as I said, I think the Crows are one of the best teams in the competition. Yeah, and uh, 5 o'clock this afternoon, Geelong and the Bulldogs. Don't mind the doggies. Uh, our girl Kate McCarthy, part of the coaching staff there at the Western Bulldogs. I think they will improve. Uh, and, oh, the the big clash of the rivals, Hawthorne
1: and Essendon are playing tonight. Come on, it's the Hawks, surely. Oh, well, i have to say that because you're here, don't <laughs> I? Indeed you do. <laughs> Uh let's go with the Hawks. So we are up and away for another season of uh, AFLW footy. Get out there amongst it and do support your local uh, or your AFLW team, whoever that might happen to be. Uh one of the things that happens in this off week as well Jack, cuz we just can't get enough footy. We we've, we've got we've, we're all about the footy. 10 teams have finished so now we're talking about trades. Where a player's going to end up, who's leaving what club, who's going where. Let's talk about some of the bigger names that are being thrown around. Uh, Brody Grundy. Now, where do we reckon he might finish up? Because he's clearly not fitting in at Melbourne. Yeah, anywhere but Melbourne. Gee, how much is it going to sting him next Thursday night watching Melbourne play Collingwood while he's sitting on the sidelines?
0: You've you got to feel really sorry for him. If yeah. you think about this like, in your own everyday life, you, you go and accept a job. And then after three months, the job changes and the employer says, oh, actually, we're going to go back to the way that we used to do it. And yeah. you're sort of like, well, what do I do now? So I do feel for him a bit. Um, it looks as though Port Adelaide are the favourites. He met with mm. them during the week from, uh, from all reports. So it looks like that's where he might go.
1: And that's a trip home for him as well, which is, yeah. which is nice. Back to uh, South Australia. Yeah, a word you don't ever want to hear, is it? We're going in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Port leading that race, Asava Radagalia it seems, is leaving Geelong.
0: Yeah, so what do you think about this as a Hawks man? Because he's been thrown up as I mean, someone that Hawthorne are looking at, Port Adelaide are looking at him as well. Does Would he look good in brown and gold? I don't know. I don't, I'm not i am not
1: convinced, if I'm going to be completely honest. And particularly, you know, a seven-year deal for $5 bucks has been thrown around. That is, To me, that is massive overs. It's a lot of money. A, and a seven-year deal. Yeah. I feel like that's way too much. But anyway, it seems Hawthorne and the
0: power... Uh, are both chasing a Sarveretta You know what it shows, Limo? It shows mm. the value of being a key position player. It, it, he's not getting yeah. that offer and that money if he's a winger or a that, half forward, but everyone wants key backs and particularly ones that can intercept Mark. And
1: Hawthorne need one. Hawthorne need a key back. And Ben Mackay, speaking of, uh, seems Sydney and Essendon are chasing uh, Ben Mackay. But I look at Ben McKay and I go, why North
0: parting company with him? I think he might be worth more to them if he's not there than if he is there. Mm. They can get an early pick and they can either use that pick or trade it on. They they still want to get hold of Harley Reid from all reports, so they could use that pick as, as part of that deal
1: potentially. Yeah, okay. Uh, where? He, what's your prediction on Harley Reid? Where, where will he finish up? Well,
0: he want to be able to get a
1: kick. This kid. Oh. <laughs>
0: How's the heat on? Him? Oh. So much heat. For oh. anyone who follows the NBA, like Victor Wembanyama has been spoken about for twelve months as yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah, teams yeah. have been tanking yeah. the whole works. This is like our modern version of Victor Wembanyama. I hope this kid turns out to be everything that some of these oh. teams want him to be. And
1: with Victor Wimbignano what we saw is during the uh, – what's the series the NBA plays in the offseason? Uh, the Summer League. The Summer League. Yeah. During the Summer League, people were filming him just desperate for stuff-ups. And they were putting together little packages of him, fresh airing shots and yep. handing the ball over and all sorts of stuff. So there's going to be a
0: real focus on poor old Harley Reid. Yeah, I, I think I'm happy to go with the good judges who follow these kids from when they're 14 or 15, and they say that he is generational. So if it's good enough for them, I'm I'm really mm. excited. You you get excited
1: about these young guys coming through? Absolutely, we can't wait to see him uh, next year. Jack Silvani, would uh, that, you ha- would you have a crack at him?
0: Uh, I'm stunned, to be honest, that I, I read this morning in the Herald Sun mm. that he doesn't have any takers at this stage. I, I am absolutely mystified mm. by this one. I would have thought that. He could fit in at a at a Richmond, he could fit in a, at a Collingwood potentially as that sort of second ruck, third mm. tall, someone like the Giants. To, to think now that he might be in a situation where he's going to have to potentially go back to Carlton and accept minimum chips is very surprising. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty rough for poor old Jack uh, Silvani.
1: All right, and the uh, finals kick off next week. Just give us, because we love making predictions. Come on, Jack, who's going <laughs> to... Melbourne, Collingwood, next Thursday night. Let's just talk about that one. I don't, you wouldn't want to lose that game because the loser is probably going to have to play Carlton. Yeah. A, car, a rampaging Carlton yeah. coming off a first finals win. Uh, so
0: Melbourne, Collingwood, who, do you, who are you tipping? Oh, I reckon I'll flip-flop on this about 10 times between now and next Thursday. I'm saying Melbourne at this stage. Right. Not with any great conviction. What about you? Yeah, I'm going with the Pies. So yeah, I would okay. say, but I just want it to be close. I want it to be a one
1: point. Whoever wins, in fact, extra time. That's what I want. I want to draw an nice. extra time That'd and a nice. one point win. Hey, have we got a list coming up from you? We have indeed. Uh, it's the top 10 AFL stories of the year for providing comedy. Love it. Right? Love so it. Uh, you're listening to Footy Talk. Stick around for that list. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating new episodes every day at lunchtime.
0: edition of footy talk limo and jack heaven it is of course your daily dose of footy the latest news interviews and analysis from the world of afl okay we've worked our way through the trade news we've spoken AFLW. i i've taken the hosting duties away from you so that you can just free your arms limo and yep. relax because you have gone to work with your top 10 funny stories of 2023
1: yeah in no particular order here we go jack the, the, the afl always offers up some some gold across the year Alright, as I said, in no particular order, let's kick it off with Ed Sheeran uh, in round one, ripping up the surface of the MCG, <laughs> so just three days out, people saying, can we even play footy on this thing <laughs> this weekend, but the AF- the MCC and the AFL clearly got a taste of uh, the coin that Ed Sheeran was handing over and went, yeah, you know what, we're going to roll with this. We like money. We like it, indeed. And Jay, our very own Jay-Z uh, at the Ed Sheeran concert met Ed Sheeran's parents. Uh, In a a crazy old twist. But Ed Sheeran ripping up the MCG before round one is uh, in my list. Uh, Next up, I'm going to go with Mark Evans flying to Cinque Terre in Italy (laughs) to recruit Damien Hardwick. A deal that was quite clearly already done. (laughs) It was quite clearly already signed off. They just did this as if to say, oh, no, we're still uh, recruiting him. And they flew there as well, Jake. I bet if Damien Hardwick was on holidays in Poland, they would have found their Zoom function pretty quickly. <laughs> but no, he was in Cinque so they had to do it
0: face-to-face. Nice little
1: tax write-off. that yeah, one. Indeed, it was. Uh, next up, West Coast and North Melbourne not being able to tank. It's like they were trying to get rid of the number one pick at the end of the year as they did a little flip-flop at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, next up. Oh, I think we might have the uh, commentary on this one. Lights out at the Gabba. Ashcroft, Brayshaw. Wow. Well. 20 touches for Brayshaw. And- oh, no. Oh, no. Some of JB's better work there. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he went a second time. He went <laughs> a second time. He <laughs> didn't quite know where to go with that one. Lights out at the Gabba. Uh, and while we're talking about uh, Brisbane, what did you think, Jack, of Devin Robertson's jumper coming off last week and him playing topless?
0: Well, if I was Devin Robertson, I'd never wear a shirt again. <laughs> yeah, I, I would go point. to work with no shirt on. Yeah. I would walk down the street with no shirt on. If I had a rig like that, wouldn't ever bother again. In fact, I
1: haven't checked in the last week, but he went from 11,000 to 41,000 Instagram followers, I think in the first 24 hours. Yeah, yeah it, that is a that is a ripping rig. All of them, my wife was interested in AFL for the first time this year. <laughs> I got the old, why don't you look more like Devin Robertson? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Crowded House, boning halftime entertainment, uh, and being replaced by Kiss. I mean, Kiss and Crowded House, hardly like for like. No. Those two. (laughs) And I do worry how Kiss are going to go in the middle of the day with all that. We're going to have some melting, mate. There's going to be makeup issues, Jack. I'm a bit concerned. There's going to be problems. Uh, Next up, Stewie Jew, training with the Australian cricketers. Wasn't that an amazing sight? Who had that on
0: their bingo cards for this year? (laughs) Stewie Dew working with the Aussie cricket team in the middle of the Ashes. It
1: was incredible. And he was in there like he looked like he was part of the team. It was amazing. I thought it was Mark Cosgrove for a second, but it actually wasn't. He did have some Mark Cosgrove vibes about him, (laughs) indeed. Uh, Next up, oh, the Tuke Miller squirrel grip. I thought the squirrel grip days were done, but his squirrel grip, Dane Zorko. Here's Dane Zorko talking about it after the incident.
0: I tell you what, my groin, my groin region's oh, quite
1: yeah. bruised at the moment, so yeah, it's funny how that, how that happens. <laughs> Poor old Dane. Really took its toll on him there. Uh, next up, the goal umpire, of course, missing the goal when the Crows played Sydney. I mean, Jack, when did we introduce goal line technology? When did they start referring? Oh, it be almost eight years ago. Eight, nine years? Nearly ten years ago, yeah. yeah. Come a long way, hasn't it? Right. <laughs>
0: Well, we're not using the Nokia 3210 anymore, are we? We've moved on a little bit since then.
1: Seriously? What was. And as a result, if you just swap the result of that game, Sydney are out of the eight and the Crows are in. It's horrible, isn't it? It is brutal. It is brutal. Uh, The stadium down in Tasmania was approved this year, but 10 years ago, Jack, on the TV series Utopia, it was absolutely poo pooed by my character. Well, we've been right through the report. It's very exciting. Yeah, Tossed it around with the folks upstairs, and it's pretty clear what Tassie is crying out for.
0: Loud and clear. Do
1: tell. A new stadium. That's 14th. Well, it's not in order of priority. I did the report. It's in order of priority. But that's highlighted. By you. Yeah, right. I mean, and now it's happening. (laughs) Life imitating art. And finally, that is 10, but I'm going to give you number 11, Jack. Uh, Jack Ginevan this is possibly the biggest AFL story of the year revealing on a podcast with Tom Mitchell wasn't joking, was completely serious, revealed how the pyramids were built
0: well the narrative is that people built the pyramids which is like nearly like impossible. So you're saying they must have had machinery or something? Yeah machinery or like some some sort of like aliens like (laughs) back then
1: I mean that's that's far more believable that it would be aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is a uh, Jack Ginnivan breaking some news there on Tom Mitchell's podcast. Uh, but there it is. They're my uh, I'm sure there are others, but that's
0: my list. Very for me, Jack. very nice. How are you spending the weekend with no footy? What are you going to do?
1: Uh, what about? Well, it's Father's Day tomorrow, so I'm sure I'm in for some lovely surprise. If you're listening. Uh, from my son and my wife tomorrow, so we'll see how we go. And I'm recording a comedy special at the moment. Oh, nice! I did the first night last night, second night tonight. Beautiful. So, wow, uh, that's my weekend.
0: We'll keep an eye out for that one. Enjoy your weekend. There is no men's footy AFLW going on mm. across the weekend. And of course, if you've got a question for us here on Footy Talk, hit us up on Instagram at Footy Talk underscore Pod or Footy Talk Pod on TikTok. Final special tomorrow. You'll hear features from Scott Pendlebury, Harry Mackay, and Max Gorn. Have a great weekend. Listener.